plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners. Welcome to our informational playground. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We are under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity, and we're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. We hope to seed, stimulate, and support space for positive, meaningful, exciting conversations. And hopefully after today's show, you will be having some of those. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are. Visit Be The Star You Are at btsya.org. Org and get involved. We have several events coming up, and you can be a sponsor or volunteer. We would love it. And this is from Groucho Mark. Learn from the mistakes of others. You can never live long enough to make them all yourself. <laughs> I love it. It's so true because, yes, we all are going to make mistakes and lots of them, but never enough to learn everything we need to learn. Well, a wonderful show coming up for you today. Uh, most people who have had babysitters are wondering about maybe sitter cams or nannies. And we have the Windy City Nanny joining us in segment two, Florence Ann Romano. She wrote a lovely children's book called Nanny and Me. And she's going to come on to discuss all the different issues regarding uh, sitters and nannies and kids and all of those things. If you're going to take them on vacation and pay, all the things that we always wonder about. In segment three, can you be diagnosed accurately with a virtual physician? And what about virtual psychiatry? There are secure video connections now and expert help that can be just a few clicks away, especially good for children with depression. So we're going to learn if the, how helpful this might be for you. Well, spring is around the corner, and it makes this a, just a really great time to be thinking about sprucing up your garden. Um, blossom by blossom, the spring begins. And even on the darkest, dreariest, rainiest day, when I look out of my dining room window to my ever-blooming hillside garden, I have just a lot of joy. I, I plant it for year-round beauty because I want to see something all the time. And within the past two months, the daffodils have just popped up and the cyclamen, and they've been in full bloom. And since I do succession planting, they bloom at at different times, which means I get a few months of blooms. And now the radiant pink blossoms of the Italian white peach tree, the purple fronds of lavender, and the delicate periwinkle flowers of Inca Minor, they're all cascading down the hillside. My Meyer lemon tree is bursting with bright yellow fruit, and it really complements those happy throats of the Narcissi. Of course, shamrocks are performing their performance, they're getting ready for St. Patrick's Day, and those petals are powered. 
So with a little effort, you can also make your property entirely in bloom. If you think you don't have a green thumb, just why don't you try a few of these quick and affordable gardening tips with some easy ideas that really can suit every budget. First of all, clean up any existing plant beds by removing weeds and overgrown plants. And this is going to make everything look neat and organized and will allow your beautiful and colorful plants and petals to bask in all of their glory. Prune your shrubs. Now keep it to a natural shape. You know, avoid turning them into balls or or square shapes. Make them a little, you know, you can make them rounded. Just make them pretty. Overgrown shrubs invade walkways and patios, as my boxwoods were doing. And when they're pruned and tamed, they look classic and sophisticated. So you can make them a simple dressing for your yard and your garden. Now, trim tree branches that hang too low and create hazards. A low tree branch not only gets in the way of walkways, it also poses the risk of falling, hitting, scratching someone, and low tree branches serve as fire ladders helping to flame a blaze. Create a welcoming entrance with a couple of large containers filled with colorful plants. Now, one of my peach trees is in a pot, and it's blooming right now, and it's actually been blooming for the last month. The bright colors are fun, they're inviting, and having them placed at the entrance makes guests feel welcome. So containers filled with plants create a statement that your home is cared for, it's loved, and it is kept up. Herbs cascading from a raised bed or a pot located outside your kitchen are very utilitarian. My rosemary spills over a nearby bed, and I have parsley, sage, and chervil ready for snipping to add to my culinary concoctions. If you plan to stay in your home for at least five years, consider adding a tree or two for significant impact. Bright saffron-colored acacia trees are blooming now, and when their blooms are finished, those gray leaves offer intense interest. Trees keep homes cooler in the summer, offer you a place to rest in the shade. But before you purchase a tree, do some homework. Know how large that tree will get at maturity and ask about its growing habits, its root system, water consumption, flowers, and our fruits. You don't want to block views or have too much shade for you or for your neighbors. And if you like to grow your own fruit, you can actually create your own personal orchard with all of your favorites. And there's lots of miniature uh, trees so that even if you have a small space, you could have, you could have, you know, a few different trees or you could graft several varieties or several different fruit trees onto one fruit tree. For example, a plum tree could be grafted with a Santa Rosa plum, with an apricot. You could go grab, uh, graft it with a peach and prunes. So it would be kind of fun. You can do the same with apples, have different apples on your tree. So think about that. Now, uh, with fruiting trees, you're going to enjoy both the flowers in the spring and you'll have fruit to harvest. So uh, plums and peach blossoms 
are in full swing right now, and cherry trees are filled with swollen buds, and they should be popping any time. Check out seed packets at your local nursery. Do you want to have a wildflower garden? Do you want to attract pollinators like butterflies and bees? Do you want a cutting garden? Seeds are relatively inexpensive, and by scattering them, you will breathe some excitement into your landscape. And make sure to read the instructions very carefully, as some seeds must soak overnight, some need to be scratched or punctured before planting and this is a step you really can't afford to miss because if you do they will not come up then continue to pull weeds as they sprout now if you have a steep hillside it's probably best to leave the weeds in place until the rains have halted to prevent any erosion or mudslides and depending where you live that could be anywhere from you know 40 days, 40, 50 days. So be just be careful on that. Uh, on steep slopes, planting pride of Madeira is a very smart choice. It likes full sun. It needs minimal water, if any. And it grows tall and wide. And it produces these beautiful clusters of purple, kind of a purpley blue spike. Some of them are actually more purple. Others are more kind of cobalt blue. And they invite pollinators to visit. It's a Mediterranean favorite and it's deer resistant. But be aware, it does reseed. So you don't want to put it in a place that you don't want others, other specimens to come up. Always wear gloves when handling because the leaves can irritate the skin. Install mulch to prevent weeds, retain moisture, and regulate temperature. A cool product that might be worth investigating is called Landscape Rubber Mulch. It's made from 100% recycled rubber. It comes in colors to complement your landscape. It doesn't attract termites or um, insects, and it lasts for a decade or longer. And it looks like organic material, although it's more expensive than uh, the wood products. It's a non-toxic product, and it is fire safe, and it won't blow away. So that's another option for you. Now, dress your landscape with ornamental grasses, bulbs, and colorful annuals. And this is going to add a designer's touch. Primroses and pansies mixed into a border are especially pretty. I took bulbs into all of my beds for all year round um, beauty because it it's like a surprise, especially in the winter months when everything is just, you know, it's dull and gray and barren. All of a sudden, a, a bulb just pops up, and it's just really wonderful. So look at bulbs. Add a bench, a table, a lounger to key areas as the sun rises and crosses the horizon. I like knowing that I can relax in different areas of my garden or enjoy a picnic outside in nature. So sitting spots make a garden more inviting and friendly. Now, bird baths and fountains are essential elements to a balanced landscape because they offer a place to drink and splash for our feathered friends. And if you have room, a pond with a recirculating pump adds an atmosphere of zen. And for additional elegance and privacy, install a trellis, a gazebo, a gate, a pergola, and plant climbers such as the trumpet vine, um, clematis, or fragrant climbing rose. And this is the last chance to prune any grapevines or fall-bearing fruit trees, such as apples and pears. And don't forget to continue picking up those fallen camellia blossoms until there are no camellias left on your shrub or your tree because you don't want that camellia rot. And, of course, get ready for St. Patrick's Day coming up here soon, March 17th. Go green. Go buy a pot of shamrocks 
We call it oxalis. You can use it on the table and then you can plant it in your garden later. It comes in colors of, of purple or a, a bluish purple as well as the bright yellow. So gardens are set to explode with colors as petals open to engage us in the forthcoming season of rebirth. We're in the final days of winter and soon the warm breath of spring will empower us to start digging deeper. So I am Cynthia Bryan. Make sure that you uh, tune in to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. And for more gardening tips, visit my website, CynthiaBryan.com, where you can read my my uh, weekly garden column. I will be back in a bit, and our guest, Florence Ann Romano, a dedicated philanthropist, business owner, and former nanny, will be joining us, and she'll talk about her children's book, Nanny and Me, plus everything we need to know about babysitting and nannies. Don't go away. Be the star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out to me. Well, welcome back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I am your host, Cynthia Bryan, and I am so excited today because we have a wonderful guest with us. Her name is Florence Ann Romano, and she is the author of Nanny and Me. She is a dedicated dedicated philanthropist. She's a business owner, and she's a former nanny, so she's going to be here to talk about everything children and how to take care of them and be the best you can be. Hello, Florence, and welcome to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Oh, I'm so excited to be with you. What fun energy to walk into. That's just the best. <laughs> oh, well, good. well, you have the same kind of energy. And isn't that the kind of energy you have to have when you're around kids? Because oh they bring God. it, don't they? 
They do. They test, they test all your energy. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's like, uh, you know, I think I always say that if we want to stay young, we have to be around kids because they just have all of that, that magic and excitement and wonder that we tend to lose as we get older. And this is maybe what a nanny can help, uh, help bring to children. So first of all, let's talk a little bit about your book. And then I promised listeners that we would talk about uh, sitter cams and taking nannies on vacations and, you know, all of that kind of thing, if you don't mind chatting about it. But I love your beautiful book, Florence, Nanny and Me. It's very, very sweet and so caring. So uh, tell us what instigated writing it. I, I know that you were a nanny and I want your backstory, but it's, it's just beautiful. Oh, that is so sweet. Thank you. I'm grinning ear to ear. You know, I'll tell you, it was definitely uh, written on my heart for for many, many years. I was a nanny for 15 years and uh, loved every minute of it. Wow, that's a really long time. (laughs) No, I mean, I started really young. I mean, I was like a mother's helper at like 11. And I always say to people, I know when I say that, you must be wondering who the heck were these parents leaving this 11-year-old alone with their children? No, you know what? I actually, it's interesting my sisters and I also started babysitting when we were start about 11 and when I had babysitters I actually loved the kids that were like you know 11 to about 14 especially because they're just really into kids they are you know they're a kid themselves I suppose but you know that honestly at that age uh, you're easily moldable and you kind of know whether or not you have like an affinity for kids and I always did I mean really from from the time I was a child I used to say to my mother can you take me to the hospital so I can have my baby and she was <laughs> and so so, and, but what I meant by that was can you take me to the toy store so I can pick out a baby doll and uh, and so we did and I'd come home and I'd make a birth certificate for my baby dolls and everything I mean I loved kids from the jump and so I really enjoyed my time as a nanny it was it was a beautiful time in my life I learned more from them than they ever learned from me I, I guarantee you that but the catalyst for why I wrote the book was I was really looking at the children's you know book departments and lots of different stores and just kind of on the internet to see what was available out there for children to understand specifically why they have a nanny or a caretaker in their life because the statistic attached to that is quite staggering over 64% of families in America today have a nanny for their children and when I discovered that I thought my goodness you know I've seen firsthand what the transition is like, how traumatic that can oftentimes be for a child and for the parents. And there, it really was a disservice that there was no book out there to use as a tool to help them through this transition. So I decided to write it. Yeah, well, it is really, it is really great because, as you said, you know, there there are books about how to hire a nanny or et cetera, et cetera. But this one really showed me the love that a nanny has for the children and the connection that children have for a nanny. So, first of all, could you kind of describe what is a nanny? What are you know? Today we throw around. The, the word babysitter, nanny, we kind of use them in the same way, except for there are live-in nannies and there are day nannies, et cetera. 
what do you describe as a nanny? Sure. I mean, and like you said, there are so many different definitions for it today. So I always say a nanny is anyone who is taking care of your child in your absence. And that means it could be a stranger, but it, it could also be a grandparent. It could be an aunt or an uncle. It could be the next door neighbor. It can also, uh, you know, be someone that you um, get referred to, um, you know, kind of in your community, through your church. It can be a whole host of different things. But I'm using the term nanny in a very general way. Way. Uh, but like you said, you know, there are different facets of that. You can have a nanny that lives in your home with you. You could have a nanny that's only there a few times, you know, a week or even just certain hours of the day. Um, but it depends on what you need for your family. But I always say, no matter what, a nanny is an extension of the parent's eyes, ears, and heart. Oh, that's beautiful the way you say that because it's, I think the hardest thing is to find a nanny that will really fit with your family. So let's, let's discuss that a little bit because there are a lot of horror stories out there about people, you know, hiring someone as a caregiver for their child and then, you know, the baby gets shaken or whatever. What are, what are some things that parents can do? And, and, and on the reverse too, there are parents parents who are just diabolical and not very caring to their nanny. So let's talk about both sides. You know, what does a person who wants to be a nanny need to look for in a family that they want to work with? And uh, and we're going to assume that we're talking nannies now that are non-family members. They're not grandparents or aunts or uncles. They're, They're somebody that we're hiring that we don't know. And what would the nanny look like in a four family and what should a family look for in a nanny? Well, first and foremost, if you're looking to be a nanny, I certainly hope you like children. I know that that sounds good. Good thing, right? Simple, but you know, I'm telling you, I've heard people say to me before, you know, I think I'll just be a nanny until I figure out what I want to do with my life or something better comes along and I about lose my mind when they say that because I'm like, you know how hard it is to take care of children? That's not just something you do, you know, until something better comes along, like they said. So I go crazy. So first and foremost, you better really have a special place in your heart for children or else you should not be in that vocation. And it is that. It's not just a job. It, a lot of these nannies look at it as a career. I mean, you have nannies that come with backgrounds, having master's degrees and psychology degrees and all sorts of things. So this isn't just someone off the street who is uneducated. Uh, you know, you really have to look at the labyrinth, and it's quite a rich labyrinth, labyrinth of backgrounds when it comes to nannies. But looking at it from, you know, many tiers and also two sides the coin. If you're the nanny looking for employment or you're the family looking for the nanny, I always say there's one common denominator here that needs to be implemented in society today that people are not doing, and that is hiring a nanny based on a place of values in their life. And anytime I say this word values, people get all nervous about it because they think I'm going to start talking about religion or things like that. And I am not getting into that. I'm talking about the values of your family. What makes your family tick? What's important to you regarding religion or politics or education or discipline? You need to know thyself first before you can ever find someone to come and complete the puzzle pieces of your family. And same goes for the nanny. You have to know who you are, what you believe, what you're looking for in a family in order to work for them and to be set up for success. In order for that trifecta of parent, 
nanny and child and working together to set that up for this beautiful relationship and experience it can be. You have to come from a place of values and you have to spend time evaluating that in your life before you set out to find that person. You know, that's really, really important because I think if you don't share the values, it's really not going to work out because this should be an enjoyable time for everyone. I mean, of course, there's always going to be dynamics and challenges because that's just part of being human and living. But if you're not on the same page and you don't share the same kind of love, it's it really is probably setting up for disaster right from the get-go on either side, right? It, it is, and I've seen it happen. I've seen a revolving door of nannies, and, and the reason that usually it's not working out is because they're not coming from a place of values. They have no idea what they really needed in a nanny. And I'll tell you what, when you actually start doing the deep dive into how you feel about things regarding, let's use discipline for, you know, for an example, you know, you may believe as the nanny in no spanking. You may know there's no way you're going to do it. Just like me. I did not believe in spanking. I was not going to lay a hand on a child, but there were families that believed in corporal punishment and wanted wanted me to be an extension of that for them. And I could not sleep at night if I knew that that was something I was going to have to do. So there was a value difference there for us and I could not work for that family. Right. And so you had to tell them that's just not, you know, it's not going to work out. Right. Because you have to, you do have to feel that you are living your truth. And if you're not living your truth, you're not, you know, you're not serving anybody well. Exactly. Exactly. Beautifully said. You have to live your truth as the nanny and as the family. You have to be able to live your most authentic selves. Well, let's talk a little bit about pay. And you don't have to give dollar amounts or anything, but just how does you, when someone decides to be a nanny, um, is it better to go through an agency? Is it better just to word of mouth? Do you set up your own pay schedule? Um, you know, give us a, a clue about how families work, you know, or is there just something in general out there? Sure. It depends, you know, state to state what you're going to see regarding the pay scale. Uh, but it's also going to depend on how many children you're caring for. I mean, you're not going to get paid the same amount for one you are for four. I mean, I hope to God you're not going to take that contract if that's the case, because <laughs> you definitely need to be compensated per child. Uh, and, you know, that's something you need to discuss in the beginning, too, because you could be with a family that starts out with one and then all of a sudden you're working for them for a few years and all of a sudden it's four kids and your pay needs to be adjusted as the those, you know, children keep popping up. Um, And regarding the special circumstances of families, you know, I have a brother who is autistic. I was Uh, just going to bring that up because you are, um, you have a, you're a president and founder of a nonprofit board dedicated to autism and your brother's autistic. And so that's a challenge for a nanny. It's a challenge and you have to be hiring a nanny with the credentials to support that. Now, I grew up with a stay-at-home mom. I was very, very lucky to have that. But I have also seen the flip side of the coin where there are special needs children and they need a specific type of nanny in order to care for them. And sometimes that means that the special needs child has their own aid and these typical children have a 
totally different nanny caring for him. I've seen many different circumstances. But this leads into something you touched on before, Cynthia, which I think is very important. And, you know, this in, in relation to how do you hire the right nanny, it begs the question of how do you trust someone who is a stranger with your most precious possessions, your children? So how do you have that peace of mind? Which leads me to the idea of the nanny cam. And the nanny cam is very important. Uh, I am a huge advocate as a, for a nanny cam, even as a former nanny. Uh, I was a big advocate for it because, you know, you have to actually break it down and think of it logically. You know, bringing up this idea of a special needs child. If this child cannot communicate, how do you know there's, you know, there isn't any abuse going on in that house? Right. A nanny cam that's is the number, I think that's the number one, uh, Florence, I think that's one of the number one things that every parent fears is, right. is my child going to be abused in any way? And especially with babies or, as you said, a special needs child who may not be able to communicate properly. And even with typical children, you've seen it in the news where, you know, there are typical children that are able to communicate to you old enough who are hiding it, uh, that something's going on at home. And there are signs that you have to look for regarding that in your home, the, you know, the hygiene of your child, or if they were very talkative at one point and now, you know, very, very quiet. And, you know, you start seeing behavioral issues there. There's many signs, you know, to see uh, that possibly could be leading to any sort of of abuse. But the other side to that coin as well is it protects the nanny. Uh, Many times children, you know, they get hurt. There are accidents. And, uh, you know, a a parent might look at this injury and think, is there abuse going on? Was there negligence going on? And if they can go back and that can be caught on tape, it can help the nanny, uh, you know, be able to prove that they did not do anything wrong. It was an accident. But there is a caveat to the whole thing. Uh, Regarding uh, the state that you live in, there are certain rules about nanny cams um, and what is permissible in court, what is not, what you need to get approval uh, for from the nanny themselves or not. Uh, so you do have to do your research. But regarding nanny cams, I think it's a beautiful thing. I think it's peace of mind. And at the end of the day, that's the most important thing for the parent is that they have peace of mind leaving the home. Well, we definitely, we want to make sure that our children are safe and they're happy and that they're in a good environment. And of course, the we want the nanny to be safe at the same time. For those of you just joining us, we are speaking with Florence Ann Romano. She is the author of a beautiful children's book that was illustrated by Sydney Kruger called Nanny and Me. And she is an advocate for children. Uh, Florence is an advocate for children and is president and founder of a nonprofit board dedicated to autism awareness. And you're also on the executive board of Children's Research um, at Lurie's Children's Hospital as well, right? I am. Children are very important, so I try to stay connected. And, and Yes, you do. You are very connected. Well, one of the things that I think is always um, on, a parent, well, on a family's mind is, what about that gorgeous nanny that you're going to hire? Is this a, a good thing? I mean, I look at you, and you are drop-dead gorgeous. Oh. You are. You are. Plus, you've got a wonderful personality, and you care for kids. So, um, what is the what do you th- give us your take on the whole nanny gate idea? <laughs> well, 
Thank you, first of all. I'm 10 shades of tomato, but I'll, I'll tell you regarding uh, Nanny Gate. Uh, I'm definitely kind of one of those controversial nannies, I, I suppose you, you could say, because here I am saying, oh yeah, get that nanny cam and catch them on camera. And here I am gonna tell you that I do think that you can hire a hot nanny. And uh, here's the problem though. This is, well, this is why this has become an issue, this whole Nanny Gate issue, is we're seeing it splashed across magazines, sensational because of Hollywood and you know Jude Law all of these different actors or actresses you know you know cheating with their nannies and it's giving nannies a bad name when truthfully in a majority uh, you know of the time you, you are not having a nanny walking into a home looking to be a home wrecker uh, you know at, 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 but the, the truth is temptation but it happens <laughs> right. <laughs> Temptation is always going to exist no matter what. And, you know, the temptation could happen at the grocery store. It could happen in your house. But the problem I see is that, you know, nannies who have an ulterior motive or perhaps, you know, relationships that already have some sort of weaknesses in them regarding fidelity or trust, you know, this is where you get in trouble. So really it comes down to whether or not you can trust your spouse. And that that's a serious conversation you need to have during the interview process. And if your spouse says to you, you know what, honey, I'm not I'm not comfortable having this person in the house. I'm sorry. You know, it just would make me too nervous having someone attractive around. You know, I love you, but it's a temptation. Instead of getting so upset and mad at your spouse and saying, how could you look at another person? Oh, my God. You should just be like, you know what? I get it. Thank you for being honest right. to move to the next person. Because let's be honest. The whole point of this nanny is to take care of your children, not you. So you need to make sure that's where their focus is, that's where the emphasis is, and there is no distraction in the home. And those are excellent, excellent points. And yes, I mean, I actually have known a couple of, of people who it wasn't their their idea to destroy a family. I'm talking about a nanny, but um, but they were looking for. Uh, a rich husband. And it happens, right? I mean, again, this is human nature. So getting back to uh, working with, uh, with nannies and families, is it a good idea for a person who's going to become a nanny to come into a family with a letter of agreement, sign a contract, or vice versa for the family to have something and then go over it? Uh, very carefully so that everybody's on the same page. How, how do you yeah. deal with that? Having a contract, honestly, is is a very smart uh, move for all parties involved. It, you know, traditionally, you know, historically, I should say rather, it kind of was something you didn't worry about. You know, there was no contract. Right, it was like a handshake where you just yeah. agreed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But now, you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't take a job without one, truthfully. You know, as as uncorporate as it is being a nanny, you know, I always say it's not corporate America. Those interviews that you do, you know, you don't have to be too worried about being too politically correct. You really need to get to know this person in and out versus a corporate setting. You really have to be careful about the questions you ask, i.e. religion or, you know, things of that nature. Um, but it's not this, you know, it, it, it's not the same with a nanny. But one thing that is the same is that it's still a job. It, you know, there's still money exchanged. Uh, you know, you still need to have that 
respect and you need to protect yourselves. And especially if you're working for a family in any degree that has any sort of notoriety or there are any um, conditions perhaps that are special circumstances, uh, you you definitely want to have something put in place where there's no disparagement or things like that, special circumstances for a family. And even if there are none, again, you want to be able to have something that's going to protect all parties. You know, and I think it's just common sense these days. I know that when uh, when I was growing up, my parents did everything on a handshake. I mean, there weren't any contracts. Everybody seemed to honor their word. You know, it was like my word is my contract. But right. I agree with you 100% now. I wouldn't take any job unless I have some kind of letter of agreement or something signed because just so much can go wrong and it becomes a he said, she said, you know, whatever. Uh, then that's really not very comfortable. For those of you just joining us, our guest is Florence Ann Romano. She's the author of Nanny and Me. Her website is windycitynanny.com or florenceannromano.com. So I just want to get a couple more questions because we're actually getting towards the end of our interview here. What about uh, going on vacation and what do you think of live-in versus day nannies I think going on vacation is fine you know I like I said we never had a nanny growing up but my one of our my oldest cousins used to come with us on, on every vacation to help my mom uh, with my brother and it was a beautiful thing um, and I think you know that's part of being a nanny that you would be able to go on vacations uh, with them and that's part of the perks of doing that as well but you have to remember it's not your vacation it's the family's vacation you're going there to work um, and there and, the, and the nanny deserves to be paid paid you know paid well and given some time off. Absolutely. And you need to agree on that. Honestly, though, when that contract is being drawn up about sick days or, you know, time off, things like that, you know, if you're if you have no backup plan to this nanny and both, you know, you know, parents are working in the family, what do you do when the nanny's sick? So there are a lot of questions you need to ask yourself, um, you know, regarding kind of what what to do um, in a situation where the nanny wouldn't be available. But you should compensate them. You should treat them like a member of family. You should treat them with respect. And then, you know, when it comes to uh, live-in nannies versus a nanny that you're hiring just a few hours a day or during the day, again, that's going to change the pay. It's going to change the the contract and the conditions of that contract. Uh, But the most important thing to remember is that this is not the Nanny Diaries with Scarlett Johansson, you know, that movie that came out a while ago where it's, it's you know, and everyone thinks that, you know, these people that have these nannies are not you know, they're not involved with their children. They're not raising their children. And I always say that a nanny never replaces you as the parent. You also have to be a parent and an active parent, a part of their life. And again, be this trifecta. So regardless if it's a live-in or it's someone there a few hours a day, you need to make sure that you are creating those boundaries and being a unified front to the children. And that probably means having a couple of discussions, you know, weekly or whenever, or at least when something comes up so that you know that you are on the same page. Well, Florence, this has been amazing. You are just filled with wonderful information. And again, your book, Nanny and Me, is just so delightful. I think this would be a great book to give to anybody who has small children and uh, so that they'll know that the caregiver, the nanny that 
that comes in is going to be part of that trifecta and going to care for them as much as a mom and dad do. So the website for Florence is Windy City Nanny. Dot com, And let's let you just wind it up and give us your last thoughts. Anything you would like to say? This has been such a pleasure. It's been so much fun. And honestly, I, I just want to tell everyone that, you know, don't feel guilt about having a nanny. You just know that you're making a beautiful decision for your family and you absolutely can make the right decision. And there's a person out there that's right for you. You just need to put in the work. Um, but, you know, get rid of the guilt and know that you're giving your child another person in their life to love them and protect them. And that's a beautiful thing. And the wonderful thing about that I read about you is that you're still in touch with many of those kids or maybe all of the kids that you nannied for. And that's very special. Every single one of them. I I couldn't let them go. They're just a part of me. (laughs) They're your kids now. I noticed in your dedication uh, to your book, you called it to my forever babies. And I, I thought that was very, very kind and special and really heartwarming. Well, you are wonderful, Florence. And thank you so much for coming on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Again, the name of her book is Nanny and Me. Her website, thewindycitynanny.com. So give it a, a whirl. You can find her on Facebook too, Windy City Nanny. And I think that you will be as inspired as I am. Thank you so much, Florence. Thank you. You made my heart glow. Thank you for having me. Well, you're most, most welcome. And you have just been marvelous. So we'll be right back, everyone. Don't go away. This is Star Style be the star you are you can visit starstyleradio.com during the break we'll be back in a bit be the star you are the star you are be the star you are change your world change your life voiceamericaempowerment.com business bites here's cynthia bryan you've had a vacation can you be as happy at home that euphoric feeling you get from exploring a new place or revisiting an old favorite doesn't have to dissipate as soon as you've returned research has shown that taking a more mindful approach to what you bring back and which aspects of the experience you integrate into your daily life can prolong your bliss Try these strategies to maintain your positive vibes. Make a post-vacation resolution before you go home. Pinpoint what exactly made you the happiest during your trip. Was it the cuisine, a ritual, and then figure out a way to integrate that magic into your normal routine. Solidify your experiences. Pick up a well-considered item like a piece of a cookbook or artisanal jewelry. It'll remind you of your time away. Something rooted in activity you participated in works well because it'll strengthen your memories. And then share your memories offline. Some people get the most post-trip gratification out of discussing their experiences with others So have an experiential purchase, they say. Live on in the memories we cherish and in the stories we tell. Invite friends or family over and make a special dish and maybe have a couple bottles of something special that you picked up from abroad. This is another Business Bite from Cynthia Bryan and Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. Be the star you are. The star you are. 
annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is called... Well, you can see that there are amazing caregivers out there and... How wonderful Florence and Romano was. And don't forget to pick up a copy of her book for any little children that you may know for a real adventure. Nanny and Me, it is called. Well, you're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I am Cynthia Bryant, and I am thrilled to be with you still here, uh, coming to you live on the Voice America Network. Well, have you ever thought about virtual doctors? And what about virtual psychiatry? There's a rising number of teens and adolescents that are suffering from depression and anxiety, and there's really too few professionals to help. So remote video consultations are helping pediatricians fill the gap in some communities. And in recent years, more health providers have been turning to telemedicine for adult mental health services as well, offering remote real-time video and audio appointments with a psychiatrist or a counselor for patients who don't have easy access to care. So some school systems, universities, and healthcare providers are now testing out programs for children and teens. Now, in Chesterfield, Missouri, there's a, a well, it's a Missouri-based Mercy Hospital. It's a large health system. It includes hospitals and clinics and uh, physician practices. But anyway, Mercy has trained nearly 250 of its pediatricians and family medicine specialists in even neighboring states to diagnose the most common conditions such as ADHD, depression, anxiety, or any kind of defiant disorder. Now, Mercy's has this electronic medical record system with links to tools and logarithms that guide doctors through the best practices for different conditions and medicine uh, prescribing decisions. The virtual team, meanwhile, they can access the pediatric patient's charge. They can see the medical history via the same electronic records. And that way they don't miss anything important in making a diagnosis. Now, some studies show that so-called telepsychiatry, I got to say that right, telepsychiatry is as effective as care delivered in person. And some people even think it may be superior to in-person sessions especially for children with issues as attention deficit 
or hyperactivity disorders. So parents, teens, and family practitioners have reported a very high satisfaction with remote consultations, and they really appreciate their convenience and, you know, also their privacy. Remote psychotherapy Behavioral training and prescription drug therapy can be offered through doctor's offices, through schools, through correctional facilities, and it can be even offered at home. Now, still, the virtual offer, you know, option isn't a catch-all solution. Uh, Telemedication is really great. It can bridge distances, but it doesn't make up for the shortage of child psychiatrists that are out there. But by working in a collaborative model with pediatricians who know their patients best, these telepsychiatrists, they can help with the groundwork, they can review everything, and they can get get the child help, especially when they are stuck. Now, for ongoing therapy needs, many specialists will urge caution in the use of virtual sessions. Because access to care in any shape or form, of course, is better than no access at all. But there are some disadvantages. You know, old school therapy adheres to the belief that true human connection comes from face-to-face, in-person contact. And without that, many things such as tone of voice, body language, even something as simple as the chair you know, in an office that a, that a child chooses to sit in or if they came in that day smelling differently, that could really affect or adjust, uh, you know, whatever treatment is going to be offered. And very often once an, uh, a relationship is established with a patient, virtual sessions can happen away if they have to go away to school or, or if they're, um, even if they're at home because there's already a rapport there. So as many, this is very interesting, as many in one, as one in five children experience a mental health issue in any given year, that's 20% of kids. But children most often have to wait months, and they usually have to travel really long distances for an appointment with a specialist. According to the nonprofit group Mental Health America, 62% of children with major depression in the United States don't receive any treatment at all. And if you're in a small town or you're in a rural area, these are the most underserved. And there is a growing concern for youth in, um, in urban and suburban areas as well because, again, there's just a lack of uh, physicians and psychiatrists available. Now, state laws regulate the delivery of medical care via video conferencing, and it varies widely. So you really have to check with your state to see what's allowed and what's not allowed. And insurance coverage for so-called telepsychiatry also varies by state and by insurance companies. And private insurance companies don't always reimburse for telepsychiatry on par with in-person care. So that's something else you have to check with your insurance company. Now, telepsychiatry really is an amazing tool for treating a child at the right time, in the right manner, and in the place where they are. So this is something to really um, be thinking about because a virtual program can also allow collaboration with your uh, personal doctor or with a pediatrician. 
And in more complicated or emergency situations, you know, the pediatrician can ask an expert to see the patient immediately using this secure video connection. And then for patients who require long-term counseling, then maybe families can find behavioral therapists as uh, close as possible to their homes and then partner with school therapy programs and then also find something that is online so that the children can have that. So virtual uh, doctors can really help with our health and wellness. And the key is here is that how quickly can we get a child assistance instead of having them be on a waiting list for a really long time, which is something that we never, never want to have happen. We want to get our children help as soon as they are, or they are available and as soon as they need it. So if you have a child that you think needs some help, first of all, first step would be to talk to your pediatrician or your family doctor and find out if there is any kind of uh, treatment available that would be this virtual medicine Then also check with your insurance carrier to see what is covered and find out what the state rules are for for your area because it could make a difference. We want to make sure that you're covered and for whatever you need, whenever you need it. But uh, if you're not covered by insurance and it's going to be a really expensive treatment, then, you know, this might be something that you're going to have to put off to another time. So get the facts and then you can move from there. So for our show, I want to thank you very much for being great listeners and allowing me into your life every week. We are here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are coming to you live 4 to 5 p.m. every Wednesday on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. I like being your personal growth success coach and bringing you some expert advice from authors and gurus from around the world. They really can help you change your life for the better, make your dreams come true. For more information about Star Style Productions, visit CynthiaBryan.com if you'd like to book a coaching for lifestyle, for writing, for acting, or presenting. Again, CynthiaBryan.com. You can find an email there. And for the charity Be The Star You Are, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. BeTheStarYouAre.org. Be The Star You Are is a nonprofit, a top nonprofit rated by GuideStar and great nonprofits to empower women, families, and youth through increased literacy and improved positive media messages. Also, tune in to our young adult show, Express Yourself, every Sunday, 3 p.m. Pacific. That is 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Network as well. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. want you to see beyond your physical being and know you already are the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And read a book this week because the book is like a garden in your pocket. Don't forget, we have the trilogy of Be the Star You Are books. Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference. Be the Star You Are for Teens 
and our newest book, Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World. And those are available at CynthiaBryan.com with 100% of the proceeds going to the nonprofit. Also, if you have children, pick up the children's book, Nanny and Me, by our guest Florence Ann Romano. You will love it. Until we celebrate next week, remember, love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you. Go out into the world and be the star you are. Shine and sparkle brightly. Until next Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m., make it a great week. Thanks for joining me. been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program star style be the star you are we have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire inform entertain and motivate you to be the star you were born to be for more information visit starstyleradio.com and to make a donation to the charity go to be the star you ignite the flame that burns brightly within Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.